welcome to today's episode of Hellenic Polytheism 101, where we will be discussing the Delphic Maxims. It's hard to draw a parallel to what the Maxims are with other religions. These aren't the nine pillars used for a lot of Norse worship, because they aren't a modern invention, and by a bunch of races too, but that's beside the point. These aren't equivalent to the Ten Commandments, in large part because there are 147 of them, and the Ten Commandments were supposed to be holy writ, passed down, things that you keep regardless. These aren't, while they are considered sort of a holy writ, and they are considered passed down to us from a divine source, they're not something simple that can be lived with every single day of the week. There's not 10 of them that can be memorized and easily carried with us at all time. There's 147 of them, and some of them only apply at set points of our lives. What they are, on a historical level, are 147 inscribed in stone in front of the Temple of Apollo and are widely believed, on a religious front, to be given to humanity from Apollo himself as a set of rules to help guide us. Most of the maxims made their way into everyday lives and those of, the, and the, of those living and worshipping in ancient Greece, so much so that they were sometimes used in text, textbook format to teach children how to become responsible adult Greek citizens, and as a language primer for those just learning Greek. While there are 147, there are three of them that tend to be held up as more important than the others, because of the fact that they were written on a column near the entrance to the temple. Those three are Know Yourself, Nothing in Excess, and Surety Brings Ruin. They are included in the original number of 147, which were preserved by, and I know I'm going to butcher this name terribly, so I'm also going to spell it out, Ionis Stobias. I-O-A-N-N-E-S, first name, last name, S-T-O-B-A-E-U-S. There are a couple hundred places one can find a list of the 147 Delphic Maxims, along with countless books where they are featured. Finding the list of Maxims is not the hard part. The hard part is how can we incorporate these maxims into our lives as modern worshippers? After all, some of them, like rule your wife, die for your country, educate your sons, and set out to be married, are difficult to pull in modern life, where women are equal to men and do not need to be ruled by their husbands, where several countries use military forces to engage in acts of terror and colonization and no longer stick to the original purpose of defending their country, where daughters and sons deserve equal access to education, and where marriage is no longer a necessary step to become an adult in so many cultures. So the question becomes, how does a modern worshiper take those maxims handed down to us from Apollo and reconcile those outdated ideals with the world we live in today? For me, the maxims are easier to understand when you look at what they meant to the worshippers when they were first inscribed. For example, set out to be married. Now, I don't know about you all, but I have never been married. Hell, for the longest time, marriage to someone of my choosing wasn't even illegal. That made it much harder to understand why it is being married was considered so important that it was set into the maxims. Once you look at what marriage was, it becomes a little clearer. Marriage was a rite of passage back then. 
a ritual, something you did as a part of growing up. Not being married often meant that you were stuck in adolescence, as married couples had rights and privileges not granted to those who were not married. Now, I'm sure we can all find an example in someone we know of a person who got married, thinking it would bring them wisdom and adulthood, only to still be stuck in adolescence in the way they thought and behaved. And I'm sure you can think of a few examples of people who grew up and define adulthood and aren't actually married. Obviously, the world has changed. Yes, there are still privileges granted to those who are married that couples who can't or won't marry don't have access to. That's one reason why so many gay couples rejoiced in many countries when the courts or laws decided that being married wasn't a privilege the government could grant to one set of citizens and then deny to another. However, for the most part, marriage is no longer a ritual required to move forward from adolescence by society anymore. So instead of reading it as set out to be married, read it as set out to grow up and become an adult. You should always be striving to grow and learn and should set out to become a fully-fledged member of society, someone who contributes to society in some way. Now, in addition to the 144, there are three maxims carved at the entrance to the uh, Temple of Apollo. Many Hellenic polytheists believe that these three hold a special importance and were set in a place of prominence to emphasize this fact. Personally, I believe all maxims deserve the same weight. But those three are the ones that tend to have more relevance to daily life than some of the others. Those three maxims are know thyself, nothing in excess, and surety brings ruin. Now, know thyself is always useful advice in any instance, and nothing in excess was already covered when we did the Pillars of Hellenic Polytheism. But what about surety brings ruin? I sat with this maxim for a while because I am nothing if not a sure person. I rarely tend to question my decisions and choices and have been described by several people as a person who is set in stone. And it seems like a weird thing to say, given every one of the maxims is said as if it's a sure thing. So here we have to do what we did when we looked at set out to be married and look at exactly what they meant when the maxim was originally laid down. And it turns out what it actually meant was debt. Surety was another word for indebtedness. So the lesson of surety be, brings ruin is not something, it's not something being a bad thing. It's not saying that being sure of it is a bad thing. It is instead that being in debt, especially since debt could mean back then that you yourself physically belong to someone else, being in debt is a bad thing and can bring you to ruin. And I agree with that. I have watched my entire generation ruined and the economy of my entire country being brought to a screeching halt in large part because of the necessity of acquiring debt in order to have a college degree that was necessary to get an entry-level job paying $11 an hour. The knowledge that debt can lead to ruin is nothing new. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't go into debt in order to be a Hellenic polytheist. That would be ridiculous, especially considering that the way the world works now, not going into debt is fairly impossible. You know, if you don't go into debt, you don't have a credit score. That means getting an apartment or a car or even a job can be something that's difficult to do. 
not going into debt can mean that you don't ever go to college. And since nowadays many entry-level jobs require a college degree to even be looked at, that can only lead to ruin itself. So I'm not saying don't go into debt. What the maxim is saying is that being in debt can lead to ruin. And there is nothing about that statement that is false. Being in debt, not just to credit card companies, but to student loans, or in the cases of our own, you know, in the cases of U.S. and other countries, you know, being in debt to other countries and banks, none of this is a good thing. So we really need to try to live with this and apply this on a practical level, not just with us, but countrywide. There are steps that we can take in order to help mitigate the damage that debt can bring. <clears throat> for example, we can vote for people who want to raise taxes on those who have traditionally skipped out on them. We can vote to have student loan debt no longer be a necessity. We can, you know, we can waive that student debt with votes. We can waive medical debt by allowing for universal health care coverage. There are a bunch of options available to us to impress upon others that surety brings ruin. Now, again, there are 147 of these maxims. Some of them will not apply to your life every day. Some of these will absolutely apply to your everyday life and provide an example to strive for. Control your temper, exercise prudence, look after your own, act from knowledge, look down on no one, know who is the judge, be courteous, act decisively, control your eye, despise evil, and respect yourself are all things we should practice daily. Many of the maxims are about how to be a good, decent, moral member of society in the eyes of the theoi. Something that helped me to learn and understand a bit better was to take each of these maxims and sit with them for a day. 142 days, and I'll get to how I handled the last five in a minute, is a little less than five months. So for the upcoming new year, it might help you to write down the first 142 maxims and stick them in a jar or a cup or a cap or a bowl or something. Pull one out every day and carry it with you. While you're driving or riding the bus or walking or biking, while you're cooking, while you're cleaning, whenever you find yourself casting about for a new thought, think about the maxim for the day. Sit with it and think about how you can apply it to your life. If it confuses you, look up its history in ancient Greek. You can always put the one you've pulled back into the box if you know it'll be confusing and don't have a lot of time for the research that day. I certainly did. You can break out a notebook and write a few sentences or paragraphs on the maxim of the day. Or you can go into blogs that have already done a maxim of the day posting spree and look at them. They'll often have random thoughts, historical notes, and might help you understand why the maxim was seen as important enough to be included in those five things, or in those 142 things. Now, for the final five maxims. They are, as a child, be well-behaved. As a youth, be self-disciplined. As a middle-aged person, be honest. As an old man, be sensible. And at your end, be without sorrow. These aren't, in my mind, maxims to sit with for a day to help you understand them. They are broken into phases of our lives. 
so it will benefit you to use them to help you guide your life through said phases. And as a parent, it might help you teach your child. I've got two kids myself, ages 9 and 11, and while the last thing I will ever do is force them to be any religion, I will always answer any of their questions when they ask me about my own. And I'm teaching them, as children, to be well-behaved. As youths, which I tend to define as entering puberty and graduating college when they enter the real world, I will help them to be self-disciplined. I am now in the phase of my life where I would be considered, in this particular equation, middle-aged. And so I strive every day for honesty. Obviously, as someone who works in customer service, that is not always possible. But it is something to be strived for. And I'm noticing that it is a bit harder to do than when I was younger. It is easier sometimes to lie. About my age, about my finances, about things that happened at work, and to myself. It is easier to lie than it is to tell the truth sometimes. But I strive to be honest, keeping that maxim in my mind. I watch those who are older than me, like my mother, as she struggles with trying to be sensible. She has trouble admitting to herself what her limits are at her age. Some days she gets home from work and needs help taking off her socks and shoes because she simply doesn't bend that way after that long day. Not anymore. Not easily. She struggles with knowing what she can and cannot accomplish anymore due to her own age and her own limitations. After all, these weren't things that she used to struggle with before. So, in her old age, she has to learn how to be sensible. Now, as for the final maxim, it is something that people should keep in mind every day. At your end, be without sorrow. I have heard so many people say that there are things in their lives that they would take back if they could. I've even thought it a few times myself. But every day we should strive to live a life that we will be proud of at our end. Every day we should make decisions that we can live with for the rest of our lives, saying, I did that. We should not see our end through the lens of regret. The final maxim is one of the hardest to live with every day, in my opinion. Living with the knowledge that one day it will end, and how will I feel on that day that it happens, is difficult. It makes decisions a little harder to make, and it also makes them seem that much more, that much more important at the same time. So thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Hellenic Polytheism 101, where we discuss the Delphic Maxims. I would seriously suggest you try my Maxim in a Box idea for the upcoming year. A transcript of today's episode can be found on my Tumblr blog, goddessdoeswitchery.tumblr.com under the tag transcript or transcripts, along with a link to the sources I used today, which were the Wikipedia entry for Delphic Maxims, Longing for Wisdom, The Message of the Maxim by Alison Sobo, Pillars of Humanity, Ancient Wisdom for the Modern Man by Mario Kotsakos, and Hellenic Polytheism, A Personal Guide for Ancient Greek Practitioners by Chris Aldridge. If you have any questions, you can direct them to me there on my blog. Now, the next episode I will be doing is going to be on the gods and goddesses themselves. Obviously, not all of them. <laughs> I will be covering what the theoi are, the difference between Chthonic and Orphonic deities, the Twelve Olympians, and how to tell the difference between a patron deity and a deity that you work closely with. If there's anything else you'd like to see covered in an episode like that, please feel free to let me know. 
Again, that episode will be airing on November 29th and will be recorded and set to finish and ready to go by November 28th. So let me know by then anything you'd like to see. I look forward to seeing you all then.